Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. That tune lets us know it's time to dig deep. We're back. We're back. We're so excited. We are excited. We have a great show today. But first, Elizabeth, I'd like to check in with you on the digital detox. Yeah. How's it going? It's going quite well. It's over today. Yeah. Uh huh. So excited to hear all of our listeners give us an update. What have you felt and learned? Um, I still need to look at a screen and research things. <laughs> Like, I still need to consume things from a screen. Right. Like, I find that when I'm not going on Instagram, I'm just looking at websites more. Yeah. So (laughs) I found this great handy little website where you can type in any restaurant in Los Angeles, pull up their health grade, and then see what their misdemeanors were for why they got a bad grade. Oh, so you're, like, investigating other topics instead of scrolling. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. But, like, screen time has not diminished. Mm. But I feel it's a different kind of screen time. It's not, like, the compulsive checking. Exactly. I'll be honest with you. Be honest. I cheated. Safe space on the detox. I did. That's okay. But rose of the cheating. I cheated. I didn't mean to. I just opened my Instagram. It it was the 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 knee jerk addictive reaction where I just did it, and I opened my Instagram and I had a message. So I checked it, and it was from someone, some girl who had found my wallet on the street in the valley like 20 minutes prior and messaged me, I found your wallet uh, outside the now in Studio City and I left it with them at the front desk. So yes, I cheated, I'm sorry, but obviously my spirit was being called to Instagram for a reason to find my wallet. Well, there are some great benefits that Instagram provides. It like connected connection. me with a stranger. It connects us with our listeners. I will say mm-hmm. I miss that back and forth. Yeah. Maybe like we should do the detox on a weekend next time. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like a Friday through Sunday thing. Yeah, that's great. That feels good. I love that. And um, also Side Rose, the now massage yeah. parlor, Los Angeles, guys. Who knew? I know, Amazing. Stephanie's the only person that didn't know about like, it. Like, have you guys? <laughs> like, yeah, they've got a location in Silver Lake and in West Hollywood. Uh-huh. And in Studio City. Yeah. It's great. It's cool. We should go on a wellness date there. 100. Yeah, let's do it. But um, speaking of the So Retrograde account and linking us with our listeners, we're going to be making a fun announcement in a the coming week or so stay tuned in case you guys were thinking of making this your last episode don't don't (laughs) don't um but on today's episode we i hope you're ready to journey through your astrological curiosities with us because we have our cosmic tour guide air astrologer in residence confidant and guide through this fun journey we call life and, and brown grandma. We can say that because she said we could. Uh, Ambie Sintham, welcome <laughs> back to that so retrograde. Thank you. How thank are you? you? you. I'm Ambie Kavanaugh now, remember? Yes. Oh, right. Yes. It's Ambie fine. Kavanaugh. I'm just Ambie. I'm just being like Oprah. I'm You're just like Madonna. Yeah. I'm trying to change my Instagram yeah. name she, to just Ambie. At Ambie. Can yeah. you? Well, cool. somebody else has at Ambie. But are they I, active? Um, no. Oh, oh. and so I'm trying to pull them? some. Yeah, I'm trying to get it from them. So then I'm just going to be Ambi. We need to. Manifest I love that. that. So today we're going to be doing. We're going to find out what exactly is going on because mm-hmm. I feel like we're coming up on a major transit that we've been talking about for a really long I time. I know you two have so been waiting excited. for this since January 2016. Since the day we were born. You. I know. <laughs> the day you were born. And then we're going to do ask Ambi questions. Yes. So let's hop right on into it. Yeah. So okay. what's happening? So we are at the end of Jupiter and Libra, which is a transit by, but not by Felicia. Um, This transit started in September 2016. It's ending on October the 9th. So just a couple of weeks time. And then we're going to be welcoming in Jupiter in Scorpio, a 
12 month transit that I know that everybody who is a Scorpio or a Scorpio rising and I feel that there are two people on the stage with me today oh, who, who are both. can you say Jupiter um, in Scorpio again Jupiter in Scorpio oh. <laughs> we're prepared today you guys <laughs> it's very exciting because so that there's a few important things to tell everyone number okay. one I think when Jupiter went into Libra last September I was telling everyone this is going to be a great year for relationships this is going to great be a great year for basically doubling up in any way and I know not everyone has had that experience I feel like everyone is breaking up and breaking down okay there are a lot of people it's funny that's the theme of one of the blogs that I've just oh, written really? so it's about how there has been a you know people have broken up and we talked about this when I came on last year just after Jupiter went into Libra and a bunch of people broke up with their other halves and we said well what does that mean why is that and I said it's to let them go to be with set them free to be with their proper soulmate because sometimes a relationship isn't forever sometimes you have different soulmates in one lifetime and you have someone to see you through one phase of life and then there's somebody else that you're meant to be with for the next chapter of your life so yes there have been breakups but I've also seen off the you know the other side of the breakups has been people have been set free to be with who they really want to be with mm. and sometimes being single for a while is the best thing for you to then really prepare you for being in the right relationship so it's not to say now that Jupiter in Libra is coming to an end that you know that's it for relationships and that's it for sort of good luck in those areas of life but it's some, there's something about the next couple of weeks and specifically this week actually when does this probably um, Friday, Friday next week okay, next week. okay. Yeah. so there's something about the energy of the next couple of weeks where there is a special aspect happening where Jupiter in Libra, Libra, uh, where Jupiter in Libra is going to oppose Uranus in Aries. What does that mean? It's a tense aspect. It's a standoff. Everybody has to think back to Christmas last year. What was happening around Christmas time? What was happening? Drinking, um, drinking, yeah. and eating, yeah. and, and lots of things like that. Yes, coffee, Aside ice from cubes, that, <laughs> Starbucks, Brooklyn everything. Water Bagel, and Beverly Hills. Yeah. Our holiday obsession. The iced coffees from there with the iced coffee Ooh. cubes yeah. um side note anyway yeah. side note <laughs> what else was happening in, about in, your, in your relationships <laughs> in your in your love lives around christmas last year and what was happening in early march this year because whatever was happening in christmas last year early march this year there's another theme with it coming to an end it's like the final act when jupiter opposes uranus interesting that's kind of bringing everything to a head as we finish september and it almost clears the way for jupiter move, to move into scorpio so can you think about anything that was happening? In what was happening? Lives? I mean, you've been in a relationship, so everything's great. <laughs> but what was happening with me? Which random person I was I having know. sex what? with? Uh, who fingered you on Fairfax then? I'm doing a tally. I'm doing a tally in my head of what <laughs> Stephanie was talking to me about at that time. <laughs> Sorry, Stephanie, I won't expose you. That's okay. I, I'm sure it was nothing of note. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> so for everybody else, just, just look at continue, no, continue with nothing of note, <laughs> nothing of the note. theme. The, okay, so for everybody, so for everyone, just look at, look back to Christmas last year. Look back to sort of spring, you know, early March this year, and look at the themes of what was happening in your life. Maybe something was breaking down. Maybe there was this tension in two areas of your life. Look at the Libra ruled area parts of your chart uh-huh. and the Aries ruled parts of your chart. That's where the standoff, this opposition, was going on. So this doesn't have to do specifically with romantic relationships this no, is like it, a broader it can be, thing it can be a broader thing it can be where Jupiter, where Libra and Aries rule in your unique chart yeah. but 
relationships are the overall theme for everyone regardless mm-hmm. um, which ties like ties in nicely into Jupiter and Scorpio and what that's all about okay what is it about what is it so about us? you two are going to have a great time Yay. I promised you that when I met you in January 2016 know, and it's coming October 2017 has been like marked in the calendar. you've been very gold excited star on it <laughs> 12 ghost gold stars on it it's very it's gonna be amazing for what's you guys. gonna happen so Tell Jupiter us. oh my god they really don't care about you guys they just want me to tell them all about their charts I'm just joking they really love you guys they really do we do um so this is Jupiter is good luck abundance expansion spirituality it's miracles it's really amazing energy bless up after <laughs> all the Scorpio Scorpio risings Scorpio so if you you know Scorpio in each of our unique charts rules a different part of our charts and different life areas but in the natural zodiac which applies to each and every one of us Scorpio is sex transformation merging and other people's money hi. so it's going to be good so exactly hi 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 <laughs> <laughs> they're getting really excited I wish everyone could see you both now it's we're like, like we just have dollar signs in our eyes they're like Cheshire cats <laughs> that's what we call them in England Cheshire cats with big grins on their faces um, so all those areas are going to be across the board so sort of like you know for anyone regardless of their sign like across the world we're going to see Jupiter's influence on all those areas now what this is going to mean is there's going to be a lot of stuff about sex in the next 12 months and it, a more like things that are normally taboo sort of coming out of the closet of people being a lot more open about their sexuality about their sexual practices and just being a bit of kind of everyone getting their horn on in a way um i mean to pick yes. it sort of slightly bluntly Good for everybody have to stay alone kind of fuck oh god almighty <laughs> grandma doesn't like this talk um, um so you know it's go it's gonna be an amazing time for everyone to to do with everything to do with all those different areas but it's also going to be quite an intense time because scorpios you two know you know scorpio scorpio rising scorpio is a very intense sign it's a sign of of depth of what lies beneath the surface of sort of transformation of kind of quite like deep psychological issues so it's also going to be a time where people kind of go really within in order to be reborn Mm. so if you are a Scorpio Scorpio rising or if Scorpio rules your 10th house which is also known as your mid heaven it's the success zone of your chart this is going to be an unbelievable 12 months for you Everybody else, don't worry. It's going to be an amazing 12 months for you too. But it's maybe not going to be quite as overexciting as it is for, you know, these guys. Everyone has their time. Like, we've been struggling. Like, you know, I know in certain charts, it's like you struggle for a certain period. And then you have your blessing period. And then it gets hard again. And so it's not... It's not one it's over the cyclical. other. Yeah, it's everyone cyclical. has their That's moment. Exactly, it's, it's cyclical. But what I do, did want to tell you is that, you know, when Jupiter was in Libra, okay, there's what's known as the Pluto in Libra generation, who is everybody who was born from seven, nine, sort of late, late October 71 through till like May 84, right? And they all were born with Pluto in Libra. And Pluto is obviously, you know, it's about transformation. It's about sort of karma and things that we have to kind of transform within ourselves. So that's the generation who, when Jupiter was in Libra, at one point, Jupiter went and sat on their natal Pluto in Libra and 
gave them unbelievable, infused them with unbelievable energies of transformation, success, etc. I'm part of the Pluto and Libra generation, and it was an incredible year. Very transformative, very lucky year, full of blessings, abundance, etc. You et got married. I got married and a bunch of other you amazing things. You met your things. person and got married, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, we moved pretty quick, but yeah, it all happened very Life quickly. Life in the fast in lane and be Sitha. Time's an illusion. <laughs> time is an illusion. <laughs> There's no such thing as time, space, emotion. But what I want to say is that for the millennial generation, so for Who everybody... Us? Yeah, you guys... <laughs> So it's everyone because of the retrogrades. It's it's. I have to work out. Like people would have to message me to ask exactly when you know whether they fall into Libra or Pluto or Scorpio. But basically, there was a bunch of you. You guys are, I think, amongst this who were born with um, Pluto in Scorpio. Yeah. Right. So if you were born with Pluto, I'm not sure if you make it actually because I think you might have been in the retrograde. I can't remember. Okay. But I'll look at your chart. I know mine is. Um, she's like, I know mine. It's mine. No, I'm getting I this. Just, I'm getting, I just saw God it. Almighty. I'm getting this aspect. I'm getting this aspect. So what's going to happen? What you're about to say. You know it's good because you can tell by my face. <laughs> I know you know it's me. good. <laughs> 1983 <laughs> to 1995. Okay. If you were born in that time, that is a lot of people i think a lot of yeah. tsr listeners if you're born in that time it's our core audience sub ladies audience hi. and gentlemen and gentlemen <laughs> and people who weren't born in that time right. as well but anyway and if you were born gender neutral yeah okay we can fit everyone in <laughs> can, it's this is for everybody but if you're born between 1983 and 1995 you were born with pluto in scorpio what does that mean over the next 12 months jupiter giver of gifts is going to sit on top of pluto in scorpio somewhere in your natal chart and is going to make basically everything that I experience is you're going to experience great transformation and great blessings abundance success obviously you have to work with these energies and part of what everybody's asked to do over the next year is to dig deep is to allow what needs to decay to fall away and to allow yourself to completely transform and to be reborn and to own your kind of juju like you know to own your mojo to kind of own the judge yeah yeah to really own it and to like step into being sort of powerful so it's going to be a very transformative year for scorpios scorpio risings people who have scorpio ruling their success zone of their chart the midheaven and that entire pluto in scorpio generation it's going to be like life-changing and this is going to set you guys up for the next 12 years of life in all areas damn no big deal no big deal um what is you always give us great like takeaways and how we can work with our charts what's what's a way to like harness our judge okay so number one now just as jupiter and libra is winding to an end and we're in libra season start to look at those life areas start to look at sex money and when i talk about money i mean joint financial things investments debts loans student loans whatever it is joint financial issues merging transformation and look at those areas in your life and think where am i at with those areas of my life currently then look and, and you know where am I at am I is like do I have financial issues am I really owning my sexuality and my sex life? I have a good sex life am I okay with merging with somebody or else am I okay with transformation or do I need to transform more think like make a little note to yourself of where am I at in those areas of life then and you can find this out by doing your chart for free on my website find out where Scorpio rules in your natal chart like which house and therefore which life areas are coming up for the review over the next year and look at those life areas and ask yourself the same question about those life mm. areas like where am I at with those life areas what transformation do I want to experience what abundance and miracles do I want to bring in and what do I need to do to dig deep to go beneath the surface to transform internally in order to experience on the external plane those blessings in my life 
It's pretty simple. Sounds okay. Fun. It's fun. I'm down. Yeah. It's good. It's a great way to start digging deep by asking yourself real questions. questions. Exactly. And, you know, as within is what you create externally. So go deep. And it's going to be amazing. And more on this as time comes. Did someone say questions? Hey. Our beautiful listeners Finally. took point and sent us in some amazing questions. Obviously, so many. we couldn't get to all of so them. So we selected a few that we wanted to cover today, but... Rest assured, we might get to them another time. Yeah, so, for sure. Maybe next time. Okay. So this one came via Instagram, and it says, I have gotten way more into astrology this past year, and a lot of that is because of y'all and Ambi. So Yay. thank you. My question is, when it when is it important to think about your moon sign? You obviously have your sun sign horoscope, and they tell you to check out your rising sign as well for a more rounded scope. So where exactly does the moon sign come into play? Okay. So Thanks for the question. question. Yeah. I do not Thank know you for the about question. that. Who, I wrote their name down of who they were. But. At RachFaceTX. RachFaceTX. Do you think she's from Texas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Hi. Maybe. Hopefully. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel Face. Um, anyway, so this is a great question. And what I would say is, is you do not need to read your horoscope for your moon sign. Okay. And the reason why is it just, the moon sign is all about your emotions. It's all about your inner emotional nature and your emotional needs and your emotional desires and your, like the subconscious, like what lies beneath them, what's your emotional motivation for things. So in terms of reading horoscopes, your moon signs, it's not really necessary. What I would say is it's important to understand your moon sign. And why it's important to understand your moon sign is say somebody is a fire sign, but they've got a water moon sign. They're not going to be nearly as fiery as somebody else who's got a fire sign for their moon sign as well. Like your moon sign will let you know and you know in terms of relationships when you're looking about dating somebody if you both have your moon sign in the same you know it's either both in fire or both of you are in water or in air or on earth you're going to understand each other emotionally a lot better than if one of you was in fire and one of you was in water or one of you was air and one of you was water you know you're going to just connect a Mm. lot more so your moon sign is good to understand about the sort of the the cosmic DNA of what motivates you emotionally but in terms of horoscopes you don't need to be reading your moon sign I really relate to that I, like I know it can you be do. Very, um, you're cancer, confusing, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like water, Scorpio water. and then Taurus rising. So I like lead with this like aggression, and then Cancer Moon. It's like I was always not understanding why I was like sensitive when I felt like I was aggressive. Yeah. And once I started to like sort of figure out that balance, yeah, there's I was a bit of a yes. Able to be like nicer to myself and listen more. Yeah. When you Stephanie, understood your moon the sensitive sign. aggressor. I mean, it's true. <laughs> That's literally aggressor. my vibe. The sensitive bull. I'm, well, literally on the way here, she gave a homeless man a Luna bar and then saw him throw it out and she yelled at him. Oh I said, God. I saw that. <laughs> you are quite a little bull in a china shop. It's, it's funny. But then you're very sensitive. I know. Yeah. But I want him to know that I saw him throw away my gift. Yeah. Well, that's the Taurus and you don't like waste. Yeah. Sorry, homeless veteran who's struggling. God bless him. Seriously. Um, This next one says, Ambi, I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio rising. Hey, girl. What does that mean? People in my life who are into astrology literally look at me like I have eight heads when I tell them that. But I haven't been able to find resources to help me understand what that means in my daily life, interactions, emotional responses, etc. Okay. Um, Then I'm just paraphrasing. Then it says, how do I protect myself emotionally without closing off my capacity for emotional empathy completely. And what's her name? From 
Scramble Meg 87. Oh, Scramble, Scrambled Meg 87. I remember, because I, rem- I like looking at the names. Yeah, that's yeah. really sweet. Okay, so number one, um, she Meg doesn't say, or Scrambled Meg doesn't say what her moon sign is. That would be very interesting. She says that she's a Scorpio sun and Scorpio rising. So two things. She's a Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising. I would be interested to know her moon sign because to me that would indicate she's possibly in water as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she is who she is. So when you are, when your sun sign and your rising sign are the same, there's no internal you and external you. You just are who you are. There aren't these kind of sides to you, right? Double Scorpio can make you very intense, and 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 a part of intensity doesn't necessarily mean that you come across intensity to other people, but it's that you might feel life incredibly intensely. Like there may be a deeply intuitive nature to her, uh, but as I can tell you, that, that that is a blessing and a curse. It's really hard to be an HSP, a highly sensitive person. I I didn't know I what didn't that, know that was. Uh, I was like, does she mean what's an HSP? HSP? No. Like, is that like an SP? Bless <laughs> Someone's been watching too much Leah Remini. Totally. <laughs> well, you two obviously aren't an HSP because when you are an HSP, you know what that you means. You know what that means. And it's really tough. I'm an HSP. It's really, really tough. It's like you feel everything around you. Now, I don't like being out in big crowds, like, you know, right. things like that. It's like you just feel what everyone's feeling and you really, you know, if you read things online, it just, it really affects you. Energy really yeah. affects you. So my advice to her is, number one, in terms of learning about herself more, well, obviously, hello, come and join Soul Astrology, which... Give it a plug, Amy. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to plug it at the end because okay. I want to explain what I'm doing. Okay, <laughs> just being honest, shameless plug. Um, number one, understand. You know, you need to understand your moon sign, and that will explain things a lot better to you. Number two, you know, you have to choose to protect yourself energetically and choose. You know, how do you feel around certain people and what triggers you? And understand that just because you feel everything doesn't mean you need to take everything on. You can notice something and you can, this is what I do now, like I can notice something really sad on the news or I can notice a really aggressive person in a room and I can notice it, but I don't have to then go, oh my God, and in floods of tears for hours, which I used to do, by the way. I'd read something on the news and it would set me off. I'd drive past somebody homeless with like, one leg missing and like feel so sorry for them and I would cry for hours and it's like that's not helping them or me do you know what I mean it's like doesn't help me to take the sensitivity and to work with it so you have to kind of learn to separate a little bit from everything that you feel and to know that you don't need to take on every single emotion and swim with it like don't drown in your emotions Mm -hmm. go okay that's happened and I feel that but actually life is good I'm okay there's a lot of good in the world you know it's just like trying to sort of balance that intensity And why, I feel that there's two signs in the Zodiac that get this like bad rap that creates the, uh, you have eight heads dynamic and that's Scorpio and Gemini. Yeah. And why? Because Scorpios are just in, like, here's the thing. I like, you know, I'm good with Scorpio energy, but not everyone, it's, it's a very intense energy. And some people don't like that. Scorpio can look at you and they can tell if you're lying. They can tell, see through your bullshit basically, right? You, and you guys know that from just, you definitely, you know, I know she's kind of like, mm, I don't like that person, whatever. It's like you can, they can <laughs> live. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, so it's, it's a no BS radar that they have. And I think that people find that intimidating. People find it intimidating to be seen for Mm -hmm. who they really are and to know that somebody has this radar and is able to see through whatever front that they're putting on. And that can be uncomfortable if somebody doesn't hold that same level of integrity or that same level of consciousness. So, and also because you know Scorpios are deep they don't they don't want to do surface level stuff they like to go underneath the surface Geminis get a reputation for being two-faced and fickly 
right? And and I'm not going to say like, you know, my mum's a Gemini, I know some amazing Geminis, but they're just so quick. They talk so much. It's like, boom, 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 boom. And that can sometimes just make them a little bit, you know, again, it depends on who you are. Like somebody, someone person could entertain that and someone else could go, God, they're just, you know, they're just superficial. They go from one thing to the other. They're flaky. They're this, that and the other. I think everyone needs to judge a little bit less, understanding that we're all part of the cosmos. We're all part of every sign of the zodiac. We have it somewhere in our charts. By the way, people who say that they don't have a sign on a certain house of their chart, you're wrong. You need me to look at your chart and explain it to you. Maybe we could do that one day. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, so Scrambled Meg needs to know she's going to have a great year ahead. She's you heard that, Scrambled Meg? Because she's a double Scorpio. It's you must be, be blessings yeah, on blessings on blessings. But transform and protect your energy. Maybe get a, a crystal of the dark variety. Yes. Hematite. Yeah, there you go. All right. Next question. Okay. Hey, guys. little late, but if you're still taking questions for Ambi, um, okay. I was wondering about Saturn's transit into Capricorn. She mentioned Ooh. it in a recent post of hers, and I'd like to know more, especially since this would be my first Saturn return, and Saturn is in my seventh house relationships. Uh, shock emoji. Any information she should give me on this subject would be appreciated. Thank you. At Renaissance Meg renaissance meg okay um so amazing saturn return in capricorn in your seventh house wow 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 basically <laughs> sorry but it is wow 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 because i love it when you get excited I know, i'm getting very excited i always get excited really but this is really exciting well hopefully it's gonna be good exciting first so you know your saturn return as we know is an astrological rite of passage um if you want to read a little bit more on that for anyone whatever sign they're in um read the little well and good article i did about saturn returns um it's a, we've also done a few episodes on that. Yes, we've done some together yeah. too, haven't we? You did mm-hmm. some in the past. But, you know, here's the thing. Saturn returning in your seventh house of basically close relationships, marriage, partnerships, is going to test those partnerships. Okay, so any karmic, where there isn't a solid foundation or structure, because Saturn and Capricorn are all about foundations and structure, where there isn't a solid foundation and structure, karmic tests are going to come up. It's going to be challenging, and it may be that things might fall apart. But equally, it's an opportunity for there to be firm foundations laid down and commitments made. So this could be a year of an engagement, a marriage, or a business partnership being entered into, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But what she needs to know now that she can prepare in the next few months before her Saturn return is to say, okay, let me look at the structure and the foundation of all my serious relationships, whether I'm single, whether it's friendships, whether it's a business relationship, what are the structures in place and are they based on a solid foundation? Do you know what I mean? Like, is this fair? Is this something that can really have legs? Or is this something that's kind of like, hey, let's do business together, but there's no agreement in place. There's no structure or formality in place. And what do I need to clean up karmically in any existing relationships over the next few months before Saturn goes into Capricorn and I'm going to have my Saturn return? I had a few really close friendship relationships kind of dissolve throughout my Saturn returns, but it was... I don't want to use trimming the fat because I I love those relationships so much, but it really like it got rid of like whatever needed to get rid of. So I could really expand. And like some of those people have come back into my life and we've like it gave us an opportunity to mature and grow and reconnect after that whole phase happened. So Saturn return, I was always like so creeped out by it and Mm. nervous about it. But it was now at 32. I look at that. I'm like, oh, thank God. 
And like, Absolutely. I really don't think it was trimming the fat because it didn't really have to do with other people. Like I was there for your whole Saturn return. So I feel like it was more like you needed those relationships to just like go on their own journey so that you could yeah. become go the person that you needed to become. Exactly. And now if they come back, they're still awesome people. Absolutely. They yeah. just so had to go I, their so own thing. So to Renaissance Meg... Don't stress too much about it. No, don't. It's a wonderful time. You just got to work with the energies and take responsibility. Let yourself cry. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Always let yourself cry. Um, So if next next question is from Kayla Michelle Yoga, it says it feels like there is so much going on all the time from Mercury and retrograde to my life being upside down. When will the intensity calm down? I feel exhausted and I also feel elated because there's so much goodness in my life, but I want the balance. Help. Okay, it's so just with an A. Help. <laughs> hey, Kayla Yoga. Well, okay, just as a general thing, yeah. I think one thing I, I encourage people, I know this sounds contradictory because this is obviously what I do. It's my passion, my purpose, my living. But don't obsess about everything that's going on in the Zodiac, okay? Like, I, I, just as a general thing, like, it seems like there's always these intensities and these energies going on. I think sometimes if people worry too much about and micromanage sort of every single detail of the moon is in this and this is happening and that's happening, it can make you... Om- overly sensitive and overly aware of mm-hmm. what's going on where and sometimes there's a need to just go I do it myself with you know with whatever it's like how much of this am I looking at and how much of this am I just living and allowing and whatever the other thing is is she's talking about lots of blessings are happening to her and you know that's what intensity is it's like sometimes everything just happens at the same time and what screaming out to me of what she needs to do is just whenever anyone gets into that I'm so everything's just like wow ground yourself you know ground yourself remember that we're living on planet earth and go and walk barefoot just do some earthing go and ground yourself and just focus on what is good that's happening in your life and what you are achieving and being grateful for that and don't worry too much about this being retrograde and that being retrograde miracles happen at those times too sometimes the intensity and i'm not blaming anyone but coming from a personal place of being the tender heart of a scorpio (laughs) yeah i um the intensity is coming from you. Yeah. So if you want it to calm down, you have to work on calming down. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all within us, right? Yeah. It's just like, you know, the stars impel, but they do not compel. So it's just like everything is within our mm-hmm. consciousness. So just we have to remember that. It's intense, just chill, meditate, mm-hmm. meditate. go ground. It's all good. I love that. And now we have another Saturn Returns-esque question. Um, I have shifted my perspective on my Saturn return and have come to respect it. I have about six months left to go in my Saturn return and I want to make the most of it so I can set myself up for success in life, business, and love. Any idea what I can expect in this next six months? Six months? Talking. Please say success is my business and being able to create the life I want to live while also paying my bills each month. Insert monkey covering their eyes. Emoji here. This is Ashley, um, Chicago blonde, I think, or Chicago three one two blonde, Look right? At you. No, because you know oh, right. she's yeah, really she, sweet. She and goes she, on. Yeah, she oh, had no. There, she, there was I, I've I've edited this. I mean, there was a lot. So look, one of the things she's a, as I recall, I think she's a Sag as well. And one of the things I think I wanted to say to her, she wrote this I think six months ago, and unfortunately it's now all oh, three months ago. And so she's only she got three months left of uh, Saturn and Sag. Vintage questions. Vintage Andy? questions. What well, is this? sorry, we couldn't answer them all at the time. It was a busy summer. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Ashley, but a big shout out to you. So here's the thing. I think 
Saturn delays and tests us. So she's at this stage where she's like, okay, I've learned the lessons. I've had the hardships. This has happened. That's happened. Now when's all the good stuff happening? Now when am I going to get, you know, my love life's going to move. Business is going to move, whatever. All I'm saying is there's still three months left, just under three months left. Relax. Allow things. Things will start to move and shift for you come the, come 2018. I think things are going to shift for her a lot come 2018. Just having had a quick quick peek at her chart because okay. she did send me her chart. But this is the les- lesson of Saturn. It tests us, and we, we can feel stuck and delayed. So we can feel like, okay, have I learned this lesson? I've learned that lesson. Where's the blessing? The blessing always comes when Saturn departs a part of our charts right so when Saturn in Scorpio happened I remember I got bitch slapped badly excuse my language by the cosmos but at the end when Saturn departed Scorpio I got like the most ridiculous reward like it was insane what happened can't talk about it legally but it was great (laughs) Uh, it was great um, she signed an NDA. Yeah, I signed an NDA, <laughs> but it was great. You know it's good if there's an NDA. You know involved. it's good yeah. when that. Yeah, when someone's done you wrong, and then they have to pay you. Um. Um, but so for everybody, for, for Ashley, but for everyone else, I want to tell you that when Saturn departs Sagittarius at the end of this year, the Sagittarius rule part of your chart, where you may have felt incredibly tested over the last three years, you should be getting a reward. Okay, you may not receive it on Christmas Day, but it could be at the end of the year, beginning of next year. You will be rewarded mm. if you've done the work. If you haven't done the work there's still time do the work Saturn rewards us when we do the walk work he is the cosmic headmaster and then that leads us to our other question we got a lot of Saturn questions today from Claudia who says simply why do I struggle with Saturn so much okay I actually wrote back to Claudia um, okay um, so, so we, we can, didn't see it okay, so sorry <laughs> basically because she's not sorry because she's not she's not uh, it's not I don't want to say it meanly but she has to integrate her Saturn lesson Saturn only heart hurts you or beats you or slaps you when you're not learning the lesson do you mm. see what I mean so once you actually go okay this is what you want me to do you want me to cross the uh t's and dot the i's and you want me to get everything into order and you want me to be a goody two-shoes and then you're going to reward me that's when saturn rewards us he is only we only get karmically bitched like saturn's also success by the way Saturn, you need strong Saturn aspects in your chart to be really successful, to experience success and manifesting things. It's not just Jupiter. We look at Jupiter and Saturn. So it's not that Claudia just needs to integrate some of the Saturn lessons. And then I think she's going to work with Saturn rather than letting Saturn sort of slap her. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Saturn teaches us our lessons we need to learn. What I'm just... What else about Saturn do we need to know? Because I feel like we're getting a lot of questions. Or did we cover it? We kind of, I feel like we kind of covered it. I mean, I'm going to, Saturn in Sagittarius was specifically about certain things. So she's talking about Saturn in her natal chart more than anything else. So just as a quick one, where Saturn is in your natal chart, which sign he's in and which house he's in shows where you may struggle with Saturn issues in your life, where you may struggle with karmic lessons, Mm -hmm. where you may have fear, where you may feel stuck, where you may feel bitch slapped slightly. But it's only to show you that you can also be really successful in those areas of life too. For example, I have Saturn in Leo. So it's like, I don't like being out there I'm like conscious with being creative or self-expression or things like that but then the more I fought fought that and like learned Saturn's lesson okay just be diligent like blog a few times a month start to express yourself own it and don't be so fearful about it the more I've been rewarded in terms of just that joy that comes from sharing right and from expressing yourself and people have connected to it and it's been amazing but that was my lesson to learn right Mm. it was my lesson of sort of fears and things like that so for anybody who's listening Claudia included what sign is Saturn in in your chart which house is he in 
what are the issues you're facing in those areas and how can you get rid of fear and move forward and unstuck yourself unstuck you know what what I mean what about the advice that you give is that it's it really is individualized to the person's chart and it's just all about being really honest with yourself so like if if you everyone struggles with something whether it's like manifesting physically or an internal thing so you looking at your chart and doing this kind of work really just gives you the opportunity to like address yourself yes it's like it's like therapy that you give yourself but here's the thing so onto my shameless plug now because perfect astrology it's cosmic coaching right this is exactly what you've described is exactly everything that soul astrology is it's cosmic coaching it's not saying well you were born with this so it means this or it means that it's basically here's your chart and here's how and here's what's going on in the cosmos and here's how you as an individual can take responsibility and can work with it to work through different themes of consciousness and to achieve and manifest and overcome blocks in different areas of your life so it's awesome you know that's what this is all about and i think it is very very practical so what what's the offering you get personalized oh, um yes so i'm going to <laughs> oh, oh, so i forgot my shameless Elizabeth. plug and then i forgot to it's like yeah get down to the nitty-gritty i'm having so a what big, you offering? so what's the fucking deal Andy? Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. i'm not good i'm not good at this kind of thing i'm trying i need you guys to be my like publicist or whatever it's called um i'm revamping i'm revamping as i mentioned in an earlier blog a lot of big life change this year a lot of change in direction i'm really focusing on soul astrology there's going to be a new website up in a a few weeks on alchemy with ambi there is for 11 11 a month you get you know a monthly membership to soul astrology you get weekly blogs telling you what's going on the cosmos how to work with those energies um you can have a personalized chart with coaching with me which is done by email which is called the alchemy membership which is a different level of membership and that's a personalized guide to the cosmos every single month for yourself but really what i'm trying to do is share soul astrology for an affordable rate amongst a wider audience so this is going to be there's going to be meditations there's going to be mini astro podcasts on there just you know just to kind of do more regular ones because i don't get to come on and speak to you guys you know often but it's not. okay we're yeah. fine we're not worried okay. about the competition okay yeah. <laughs> we're supportive okay they're lovely um but you know it's just like doing that meditations etc etc so Ugh, come all and, i come want is us. like ambient meditation tracks sound like bath is coming giving soon giving me all the trancy british vibes <laughs> yeah, it's coming it's on the website and there's more coming so there you go um are Yay. you still that's amazing first of all that's really thrilling um what about your sound baths that you do here in <laughs> LA. Yes. So I'm taking the month of October off because I'm revamping and relaunching. Okay. And then in November, I'm back at Wanderlust on the Taurus full moon. You two really when should is be that? coming. What's the date? November the 3rd. It's a Friday. It's my birthday. Yeah, it's going to be a big year for you. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, you should come and then go okay. out afterwards. Or, okay. You know, oh yeah, because what and I want to do is sound bath is go out. Yeah. I'm like, more. I will say, <laughs> Andy, <laughs> trip out. we yeah. started, I won't eat an edible. When we started Please working with Please. you, we would go to the sound baths in your apartment yeah. and then they moved to a small room at Wanderlust and then it moved to this like massive space yeah. at Wanderlust which had like what 70 80 people it was a, it was a, it's like it was like a whole become a whole thing it's become a it's whole been thing fun to watch. Um, but You're i'm d- but you know yeah thanks girls <laughs> they basically pimp me out pimp out grand grandma we have a um, tiny little publicist in both of our hearts yeah we do and i'm really rubbish with <laughs> things like that so thank god for you so yes but there's going to be online sound baths that i'm going to be recording oh, cool. and doing for people that if you listen with your earphones in it's amazing Phenomenal. So just a little tip great to come in the next month you two can plug it when my website yeah you let us awesome. know and we'll i will we'll Supply links. Maybe and what you could have come you. on my Astro podcast. Who us? Yes, yeah. please. Sure. Oh, sure. Guinea pigs. No problem. Okay. You're the only two guests I'll have, though. Perfect. All right. Just joking. 
Um, Move over, Astro Twins. <laughs> <laughs> a new sheriff Andy, in town. <laughs> thank you so much. It is always such a pleasure to have you join oh, us. It's always and you always to see you, bring Brian. all the all the truth and knowledge with oh. you. You're so thank sweet. you. Jupiter and Scorpio, it's going to be their year. I predicted it. Thank you. Party. Right. Well, <laughs> nothing to say to that. Nope. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yes, that's a retrograde. Today's Roses and Thorns is made possible by our friends at Lola Tampons. You know what roses and periods have in common? They're both red. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes, more importantly, Lola's Feminine Care product subscription service is helping us turn our periods into a rosier experience every month. Yeah, because unlike other feminine care products that may be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes, Lola products are 100% organic cotton. And we dig how their subscription service is fully customizable, offering pads, liners, as well as non-applicator tampons for uh, the stuff in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and you can choose your mix of products, your number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And how about this major rose? TSR listeners get 60% off their first order at mylola.com with promo code, wait for it, retrograde. Damn, 60% off your first order with promo code retrograde? Uh-huh. And Side Rose, the founders of this female-run company, are former TSR guests. So go back in the archives and take a listen. All right. Well, Namaste Lola subscribers. Play that beat. It's time for RNT. It is time for Roses and Thorns. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the jingle played, and that's how we know. Finally. What's Roses and Thorns? If you're not a Housewives watcher, then we'll tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Apparently, I got a message that Andy Cohen has legit been asking his guests about ro- like what their Rose and Thorn is. I love me some Andy, but come on. I mean, we were on the program, so... I mean, I'm have- fine with it, but like also... That's our shit. Actually, it's Camp Tanuga shit, but yeah. like whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I think that we're owed. We're owed. It a, feels a, nice to see credit. it spread into the world. I don't need. I don't need. We don't need credit for that, though. It's like I do. Whatever. <laughs> All ideas are like our listeners one know in like the spiritual universe, and they're just like giving and receiving. Yeah, totally. You know, absolutely. That being said, that being said, that's our shit. What do you like and oh. what don't you like? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, my rose this week is going to be back to basics. Okay. So um, there's two things that I've been using again, product wise, okay. that I've put down for quite some time. And they're both so simple and so silly. One of them is apple cider vinegar. Oh, hey, girl. Hey, old friend. <laughs> How you doing? Sorry, I forgot about you for so long when I was trying all the other things that were interesting to me. But I'm making a renaissance move with apple cider vinegar. I'm putting it on cotton pads and making it my toner for my face because my skin got a little out of control for a second. Mm -hmm. Got some hormonal chin acne. Oh, what's that all about? Um, I don't know. If you can tell. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's very frustrating. And I actually had a lot of empathy for your recent struggles because for me, when when you're having the thing, which by the way, your skin is going through an amazing transformation thank you shout out to corrective skincare la and santa monica and and encino but the truth is when when it's on someone else like i'm not yeah, looking at you and being not. like elizabeth's skin it's only really noticing it when you're like when it's skin. you and you feel like a psycho monster yeah yeah so that was a interesting empathic experience but apple cider vinegar also it's been i've been 
putting it on my eye because shout out to the eye shout out to the eye hey back to um, basics back to basics because it's been a little bit inflamed and now I have something being drawn out yeah. of the pore because it's killing bacteria so I'm just like really stoked and shout out to our listener who told me to spray colloidal silver on it because mm-hmm. I feel like that's also creating an additional healing modality I was gonna make an apple cider vinegar joke about brag about it oh get it apple cider vinegar we brags i like it hey, it's you know really good but then you like went to the colloidal silver so so my eye I hasn't been do it. bad but it's just been a little bit inflamed because a i wear makeup and b when i get my period it gets a little bit more swollen which is interesting, interesting and very strange it's yeah like, i think my body goes through like a little bit more stress and so anything that has any infl- inflammatory tendencies kind yeah of flares up huh and the other thing which is important is this this lotion called by derma e and it's tea tree antiseptic vitamin e lotion that i was wearing i used to use it i used to use it constantly and i never had any skin problems and then as what happens with the show is we try so many things that we like for just kind of forego the things Which that is are amazing bless up we yeah, love it things that are working for you sometimes you just put them down because you want to try something new and i'm making a return to this lotion and it's fucking amazing like i have all these little weird bumps under my skin that are starting to clear up because i think the tea tree quality it's not drying because uh-huh. it's in a lotion interesting so derma e it's just like get it at your local sprouts gtk and it's probably, i think it's like 20 bucks yeah we'll link to it on that's the retrograde.com as always so yeah that those are my roses they're facial facially cool. related i'll do my roses and okay. then we'll get into the thorny part of the show okay um Happy New Year, everybody. That's my rose. Hi, Holy Days. Lashana Tova. Lashana Tova. <laughs> um, this will probably be out for Yom Kippur, which I forget. Yom Tov. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what those yeah, that's people, what say. people say. Um, but we had a really cool question from a listener who asked um, if there were any crystals to recommended to call in a sweet new year. So... We all went over to our dearest Miss Kelsey Patel, mm-hmm. who connected with her astrologer, Rose Theodora, and here's what they said. Selenite, because it clears energy and is neutral for every person. Rose quartz, carnelian, for blood circulation, strengthens willpower, motivation, and health. Aventurine, which brings luck and wealth and a great start to the new year. And citrine. For everyone, for a positive ego, self worth, luck, joy, and an optimistic outlook. Thank you so much. So put Kelsey together your Rose. little high holiday five pack seven seven eight and go for it. Is that right? I don't know, but I will say I went to and Jordan and I. Jordan on our team, awesome. We went to Ryan Weiss's services. She just like, I don't She's know like, she hey, was. what up? Hey, I'm Jordan. Um, <laughs> we went to Ryan Weiss's services, which were contemplative services. So it was like more meditation, and I mean, it was Ryan Weiss, so it was amazing. He's so good in his element, and I was, I loved being there. I was so, I was like, felt very called to it in terms of like what's going on with my grandma and all of that, like touchstoning back to Judaism and our religious roots. Like feels. Like that's what religion's for Beliefs in any way It's like to have something To turn to When you're feeling Sad Or and uplifted I just like how he Elevates The religious experience To be a more mystical one And kind of integrates Totally The uh, f- More spiritually aligned Person who's a meditator With some of the Beautiful lessons Of the religion And it yeah. Just takes it to a place That's much more relatable And accessible for Our generation 
Absolutely. But to that, no matter what, I started doing this since I remember going to temple. So like five years old. But I, as soon as I sit down, I always see how long the prayer book is so I can like count down the pages till it's over no matter what. And my dad still does it too. So it's just like, so no matter how present and how much my soul needs it, I'm still like, so how long is this? You know? Yeah. But you know, third time. How many acts is this service? <laughs> Will there be an intermission? Will there be an intermission? <laughs> um, Snacks? Thorn. Uh, what you got? I got one. Okay. I'm kind of late to the party on this, so I apologize, but I feel as if everyone needs to know, are we aware of the Equifax security breach that happened? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'd like to thank my parents for being woke and bringing this to my attention. There's a New York Times article that we'll post on the blog, but essentially... Equifax, which is a consumer credit reporting agency, so that's where you get your credit score and all that nonsense, um, had a major security breach which, with 143 million social security numbers, names, and addresses um, from their system were taken. That's literally half the United States population. And there's like a whole mess of st- steps and things you need to do to like protect yourself after this happened. New York Times did an article about it. We'll post that. Um, I just think like... I fucking hate grown-up stuff, and this is just like one of those things. So thorn. Uh, everything stuff. is coming to an end. <laughs> that, I just hate credit scores in general. It's like dumb. I mean, like just add it to the list of things that are like on fire in the center of our of our country. Right. My one of my thorns is going to be. I have two thorns. First thorn. Weather patterns. Weather patterns. Okay, I have three thorns. <laughs> First thorn. Weather patterns. Second thorn. This is not have to do with the government, but people who fucking drive like 90 miles an hour on residential streets. Yeah. Make me so angry. Like, I don't know if it's the, the rest of the stuff is making me angry. And then that thing is That's like your trigger, trigger point, point yeah. where I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Slow, because it's like, where are you going? That's so important that you might kill a small child. Right. Like people skateboard and throw like baseballs and footballs and like ride their bikes and like stand in my street and then some fucking asshole just comes like literally zooming up at 70 miles an hour and it's just like it's so unconsidered and so unconscious and it's just like one of those kinds of behaviors that makes me not turn into like an old man in the neighborhood who's outside in his underwear like shaking his fist and yelling i'm like there's kids who there's animals like what's wrong with you you also have a funny street in that like very much in like a a city population like area, Pleasant but the, the, the one block feels like fucking now and then cul-de-sac. I know. I'm obsessed with it. I know. Respect our sweet little neighborhood. Seriously. <laughs> this um, patch of street. <laughs> but my other thorn is bigger and so much more, but it gets kind of complicated because, okay, people who are taking issue with the NFL players kneeling, I'm so mad at them. Yeah. Because of their ignorance and because of the arguments that they use to defend their point of view. And this is really coming up for me in a personal way because my dad like posted something on Facebook about like the official NFL rules of like the national anthem. Woof. Which I don't even know if it's real. It feels a lot like a fake thing that some person in like a basement wrote. <laughs> some like mad person that wants athletes to like show their respect to their country's freedom or whatever their like argument is. And, you know, Jill Willard told me a while ago that, like, I have to stop 
trying to make my dad reflect my ideology and just know that like he is trapped in like a different consciousness and is never going to mirror like the things that we talk about in terms of being aware of what really needs to happen and what really needs to change. But I still like, I can, I can control myself in conversation, like on the phone or in person. I know what buttons not to press so that I can continue to have a relationship with this person who is my father. But when it comes to fucking Facebook, I turn into like a monster troll. So does everybody. And I just like go in on his stupid fucking posts. And it's, Really, so the thorn is is the is that people think that they that they shouldn't be kneeling, which is fucking insane to me, and I don't even really feel like I need to explain why. But my additional thorn is that is myself not being able to know how to draw the line in like making a point, and that and it raises the question to me of like, what is an effective way to have that conversation with people that are just going to continue to come up against you with with arguments like you're just like the rest of the liberal left. And it's like, what, like, why are you politicizing human beings? Like I'm not even talking about politics. I'm talking about like human rights. And the fact of the matter is that like they are standing up for like major injustices and this is the best way that they can do it with the most eyes on an audience that isn't their audience. Like if, if we tweet only to the people that listen to that's a retrograde, that's wonderful. But if we, talk to an audience that doesn't know anything about like when we went on a different podcast of people that aren't really accustomed to this we're teaching people we're reaching a broader audience and that's what they're doing they understand that and might i add that they start the podcast by saying if you're listening to this episode with kids in the car wait till later great (laughs) (laughs) nothing to do with the nfl but still i just i'm having a problem knowing how and when to have the conversations that i think are really important without just creating more of a divide. And I just went on my fa- my phone just now to look at it. And my dad wrote like this insane long post trying to prove to me that the Black Lives Matter movement is is not based on reality. And I'm like, how can I even, how can I have this conversation? This is, there's nowhere for me to go in this space. And it's just really upsetting that there are people that like, you're not going to change their minds and you just have to leave them behind. And it's even more upsetting that it's your parent. And I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners who are experiencing a similar issue with one of their parents and it just sucks. It really Maybe dad needs a digital detox. I just think that he's not, he didn't go through like the 2012 consciousness shift and he's just like (laughs) stuck. Like I just feel like he really sees the world in a certain way. And like, I don't think that he's like a bad person. I don't think that he's like a mean person. I don't think that, you know, if asked about like direct questions about racism, if, if he would, I think he would be on like the right side of the equation. But when it comes up around certain issues, he always takes the, the ignorant side. Mm. And it's, I'm just like done with like, I know that I can't change him, but I don't right. know how to shut the fuck up. It's because really hard. Fuck up. But what I just from where I sit, it's actually a really beautiful opportunity for you to double down on like your views. It is. It's making me want to talk about them. But I'm just like, why can't you see? Like, we should be literally going up to every black person and being like, I'm sorry. Like, you can have this. Like, we fucked up. We fought. Everyone before us fucked up. Yeah. Like, and just let it go. Like, why are we fighting that? I don't know. It's so fucking annoying. I'm with you. And so that's my thorn. 
it's thorny as fuck it's just like gross like you're gonna fucking sit there and be and try to tell me that statistically that people of color aren't being marginalized and and like what you're so dumb dad you're an idiot <laughs> like what are you talking about we ask of you you he needs a fucking <laughs> consciousness detox yeah like what's wrong with you I, like I'm getting hot and sweaty. I know I and, can tell, but that's okay. And then there, and then his other stupid fucking friends on his Facebook are then coming at me too and being like, "Well, I'm Jewish," and I'm like, "It's not the same thing." Like, stop. Just let them have it, dude. Yeah. 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 I know this is a, not a political podcast, obviously, because no. My, I don't Sometimes have any people facts. get mad when we go political, but, but you know what, you guys, you can't. This is what's be, happening in the world. I don't believe that you can be a human on Earth right now and not be somewhat political, because there is a tide that is changing, and we all need to like brace ourselves and fucking stand for something and be like, this is what's right. Human rights are correct. Amen. There's nothing even really political about that but it's become that so then we need to be that i hear you and i'm with you and i love your passion i'm gonna make a hard left with a pivot i'm sorry it's okay about that conversation and your stupid boyfriend's giving me the finger (laughs) um you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me discovering you hilarious (laughs) steph's referring to the fact that um my boyfriend and I met because she was dating my boyfriend's best friend at the time. Yeah. And so you're all fucking welcome. Now. Welcome for all those blowjobs, Joey. (laughs) 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 Elizabeth. Um, Now now my thorn is Joey not getting blowjobs. (laughs) Sad. Not true. Um, Speaking of which, we were on the Skinny Confidential podcast. Yeah, thanks for taking that back. Also, um, like I said, um, we I think we brought their conversation to a um, inappropriate level, but I listened to that. It was great. It was really fun. So if you guys want to check it out and hear about how Steph and I got started, along with fun things we've learned along the way, check it out. Go for it. Um, We love you. Thanks for listening. Again, you guys can. Check out Ambi at alchemywithambi.com. We'll be linking to it on the blog. Lots of exciting, fun developments in the world of That's So Retrograde uh, coming. And Stephanie and Joey are at war, at war non-verbally right now, which mm-hmm. is fun to watch. But this is a podcast, so you can't see that. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. And this Namaste is That's So Retrograde. Listening. <laughs> yes. That's a retrograde.